Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Them Parenting, your English-speaking parenting podcast from Amsterdam. We are your hosts, Maren and Eva. On this week's episode, we will be talking to Dr. Naomi Gibson, our resident psychologist who is back with us and leading from last week where we had Gemma and our wonderful launch event at the Mama Social. We thought this would be a good episode to follow and talk about the village with someone who knows a little better about the psychological effects of building a community and the village and also her comments on this topic because Eva and I had a chat about what does the village mean to us how do we define it or what are the struggles that we as international families living abroad encounter when building the village and we had a very intense discussion before what it means to us It was one of those things that in my head, I have an idea of what a village is. And when I was speaking to Marin about it, we had a very different way of thinking about it. And I don't know if it's because of the countries you come from or our cultures or our expectations or movies, movies also probably or TV shows, God knows. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was just that thing that we're kind of like, well, what is a village? And then it's a case of, oh, like there is no defined village. And so that's why we were like, hey, let's get Naomi on in this topic and let's really kind of go, okay, so what is it? Let's break it down. And that's what we did. And hopefully you will find this interesting and engaging. And of course, if you have any thoughts on this to let us know about them, you can do this on Spotify in the comment section. Or of course, you can reach out to us on Instagram always and let us know what you think about this or if you have anything that you think would be important for the rest of the community to know and because we will be picking up this topic on an ongoing basis because we have already i mean this comes up with every conversation that we have with other moms or other parents in any context when we get together and we all realize this is the village you are part of it and this is where i can find it so this is going to be a topic that is never the end of that's never finished so if you have anything to add let us know And hopefully you'll enjoy this episode with Dr. Naomi Gibson, our resident psychologist. Today, I'm so thrilled to have Dr. Naomi Gibson back, our resident psychologist on this podcast. And this episode, we want to dive more into the question, what is this freaking village? How are we going to find it? How are we going to thrive in it? And how can we actually build it up? as a support system for us, for our family, and of course, also for the people in within the village. And we want to redefine this mysterious village today a little bit, because I think there's a lot of different opinions, expectations, and of course, questions about this whole phrase, what does it mean to build a village, especially for us expats coming from different countries, different cultures, bringing our own expectations of the village into our new environment and having these questions of, do I still belong to the village back in my home country? Do I belong to this new village that I'm building up here? And am I even going to stay here? Is it even worth it for me to build this village here? Or how can I cultivate the village? And if I'm moving to another place, how can I still keep these relationships that I've built here with the physical village when I move abroad or I move back to my home country and incorporate the different members of my global village that I will build at one point. Yeah, so let's dive straight <laughs> into it. And we've had some thoughts on this mysterious village that we're all 
trying to to build. So maybe Eva, you want to share a little bit about your experience with how you built the village here and what your questions were when you were in the process of, or I guess we're all still in the process of building it. It's never done, but what your questions about this whole topics were. Well, for me, I've been living in Amsterdam for a while. My biggest thing before being pregnant was you make friends with people and then they leave. Mm -hmm. And that happened way too many times. And I got really close with a few people and they left. And I was kind of like, eh, like, okay, okay. And it got to the stage where I just was like, you know, I'm just not bothered anymore. It's hard enough to integrate into meeting the local people or whatever, because I made some great local Dutch friends, but they all left Amsterdam when they became pregnant. And so they're, none of them are in the city and I'm left. So becoming a mom, the platform that we, most of us use, which is the Amsterdam Mamas Facebook group. And um, this is back in 2020. You know, I logged onto that. I was thinking, great, this is going to be a great platform. And then through that, that's actually how I met Marin. Mm -hmm. um, mutual friend of ours created this group, you know, to be like, hey, does anyone want to meet up? So I was thinking, okay, this is my literally only option. Uh, it was also in the middle of COVID. So <laughs> this is our only option. So I did that and I met these women and we sat in a circle, COVID friendly, all at a good distance. And we sat there and I don't know. I just was like, okay, are these meant to be my new friends? And I kind of mm -hmm. remember looking around kind of like, to me, it's like when you have a child and your child goes to school and then you're forced to be friends with these people. You know, it's your child's friend, but you don't have to be friends with those parents, you know, but you have to be friends with the parents, you know, you have to be all cool. Like, and that's the thing with this group. I was thinking, okay, how is this going to work? And for me, I was like, I know I need support and I know I'm going to need to talk to people because I can't do this on my own. And I was already, I think I'd already Googled the whole bloody Google uh, stratosphere at that stage. So I already kind of knew everything, but didn't know anything because my brain was in a fog. So um, yeah, from that, we created this WhatsApp group. I think there's about 15 of us on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was it. Um, when everyone started having babies, everyone was up, you know, 24 hours a day having conversations. And I joined in later. I was the last one, I think, to give birth. And that was the biggest comforter I potentially could have had at three o'clock having someone going, oh, I'm watching this right now. And I'm like, what? You're, you're watching TV? It's like, yeah, you know, up feeding the baby, then I got a pump or whatever. And it was like, I felt seen, I think is the only mm -hmm. way to put it. In this WhatsApp group, I actually felt seen and I felt recognized and I was acknowledged. And that's not something you get with anyone who wasn't exactly in that stage with you. I have friends who've got kids. Most of them are grown up. You know, my own nephews and nieces are grown up as well. But I didn't have anyone in the trenches with me. And it's not a war, but it's a battle, as it were. And we're there and most of us are doing the night shifts because we're breastfeeding or pumping or whatever. So to me, that became my village. And then that's what, for me, became my village of being with people in the moment who were with sharing the same kind of feelings and experiences. So... If your baby was even a year older, we weren't even aligned. If your baby was a year mm -hmm. younger than mine, we weren't aligned. It had to be that period. So yeah, so for me, that's the village. And like right now, like three years on myself, I'm three and a half nearly myself and Marin are still <laughs> knocking about with as well, our mutual friends. Um, we're still in contact with some of our other friends from that group as well. But it, it got down to the core of technically location as well. Who's still in Amsterdam? You know, who's available Are you working five days a week? Because I don't see you then because you want family time of the weekend. So I'm not going to see you. But who's who's available on other days? You know, it starts knocking down these options of we're all in it together because we're all, none of us are working and we're all battling this thing together. But once the babies start to grow up, people go back to work or people are moving abroad or whatever. This starts knocking down. What are the chances I'm going to be able to continue this with you? So, yeah, that kind of ended up defining my village going into toddlerhood. 
as it were. And that's Mm -hmm. where I'm still at now and still trying to figure out, okay, what's the next step with this village? Yeah. So for you, it sounds like the village is, was the practical, you know, people there going through the same life stage. And yeah, I think that's, that's so crucial. When you were talking first, Marion, I was thinking it's the phrase is it takes a village to grow a child or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that is what feels important to me like that you have these people who are with you in the trenches as it were and they're doing their parenting in different styles perhaps or you know whatever and then you've got your part of your village might be who you pay for it might be your babysitter your childcare, your school and then like part of the village as well is the people who perhaps don't have babies but they are happy to come and take one for a bit or to you know just thinking about my my brother who was in Amsterdam and now isn't but he's like such a crucial part of our our village of like he will come and be with the children and that just feels so so beautiful even those days it's few and far between now yeah so just having people that can help grow your child and with that grow you into into parenthood and kind of yeah, understand that's I, like I don't even think of like even paying people like the babysitter or whatever could be part of your village I never even that was not it for me yeah, yeah. I think because I think of it particularly being, you know, an expat, like, what do I need to survive and thrive as a parent here? And, you know, a big proportion of that is, is childcare. I need to know my children are safe and loved on when they're at school or BSO or at daycare. And yeah, and then that that gives you then the the bandwidth and the opportunities to to kind of make those other relationships and those other friendships and yeah, historically, that care might have come from grandparents, aunties, or you know, whoever was living literally in a village. And I think now it's less so, and especially when you're living away from your country of origin. Mm. Yeah, because that was the thing that I, I read somewhere, I think it was on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and it was basically, we don't have the village because the village was defined maybe 100 years ago when you lived actually in a village and when you mm. had everyone around you. Whereas now we live in different countries, you know, I mean... I, yeah, as you say, like, we don't get to see our family a lot. Like, I get to see maybe a brother once a year kind of thing. It's it's not as easily. And so it comes down to technical support, technically. Like, you're mm-hmm. on the iPad or the portal or whatever it is. And that's the way you then have a village, as it were. Entertain the kids, chat with them for five minutes while I'm cooking in the kitchen. Mm. But think- also thinking about the being, or being online aspect of it, I think, yeah, there's certain podcasts I listen to or, you know, friends that live in the UK and elsewhere who will send voice notes and it's I get the the listening part you have got friends who we just voice note each other and it feels like yeah they're part of it I can share with them the challenges and the joys of the day but they're not here and that just but I feel like they're very much part of my life and so they're finding people like that that are around and can be with you. When you uh, were talking earlier about being babysitters and paid help being part of the village that was a big learning curve that I had to take when defining the village as a parent because in my past relationships most of the people that I was surrounding myself with privately I was friends with so going into this with the mindset oh I need to be friends with all these people I need to have personal relationship with all these people but then becoming a parent I had to redefine the village as, like you said, who is going to help me raise my child? Mm -hmm. And that was a big part then in the switch of, I don't have to be personal friends with everyone, but the babysitter, I pay them so I can, they help raising, they help me raise my child. So they are part of my support system 
with this big task of making sure I'm not fucking up this little human here, so, to be quite frankly. So this is a big, big thing. And then literally taking it back to what does a village mean? So the village I'm living in, I'm not friends with my bakery person. I'm not friends with my barista, but are they going to help me get through my day and make my day a little less harsh? Yes. So I mm -hmm. guess this is the same thing when you, for me, it was when I, defined and redefined and built this village going into with the mindset of how can I get help from this person? Is it going to be on a personal level, like a relationship? Like you said, with my sister who doesn't live here, but she, we have a phone call three times a day, video call with my child every day. She sends us. So, so she's very much present on a personal level, mm. but my child also has a relationship with the babysitter. I'm not friends with my babysitter, but they are a crucial part of the support system that I have here that helps me survive in the city with my village. I Yeah, I'm still astounded by this part. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm still kind of like, oh, okay, so they're part of your village because I just, I would never have thought that. Mm. Valid point. So continuing on from last week, last week we interviewed Gemma from Mama Social after our launch of the Down Parenting podcast. With Gemma, I mean, she herself created Mama Social out of the need, out of seeking like kind of a village as it were for her, like trying to find like-minded mamas or just mamas with like kids in the same bracket or just people who just want to meet up because we're in a village technically Amsterdam to me, it's a city, but it's also a village because you can cycle both sides of the city in 20 minutes on an electric bike, I'm sure. But I think it's one of those things that we're walking the streets and we're passing by people who are just like us. They've got a kid. They, you know, they're walking around the streets, pounding the pavement because they don't know what to do as well. There's not a lot of places you can go to to kind of be like, oh, this is where I feel at home or, you know, this is where I can connect with people. There's scattered places here or there. There's new places that will be growing. But Jamal was like, I just want the moms to have somewhere to go. Like they can go, they can sit down, they can have good food. Their kids are going to be entertained with Bumble and Tumble. Like, let's connect. Let's have a conversation. And so I'm, you know, I was really, I was so thrilled to read about it when she was posting about it back in April, I think it was before she launched. And it was such a great idea. And it's really taken off. I think the last, last week, I think was sold out, like in a matter of hours. It like, I mean, that showed like the need. Yeah, I suppose I, it speaks to a need for connection. And it might be, yeah, it might be a mama social brunch, but it could also be finding connection with, with somebody that you yeah, see walking around or at the playground, or, you know, you might happen upon each other. And yeah, it's finding moments where you can feel connected and like you're in it together. The chances though of meeting someone on the street are really hard. So that's why the mama social is like, okay, you've got the biggest chance. Go in here with the open heart and the open head and just be like, okay. Cause you know, when you look at someone, you can't take them for what they are. Like, and just that's when you kind of need to chat and then you find the common ground as it were with the kids. I, I'm just, I'm so thankful for Gemma. I think it's been, what she's doing is great because selling out a, an event in just a matter of hours and then a wait list that was growing daily after that, I just think is phenomenal. But what would your tips be without the mama social? Like, how are we meant to be finding this village? Apart from, as you said, if we have our babysitters and anyone who contributes to raising our kids, what is it that is the village then for the mom or for the dad or equally for the child? Yeah, I think it takes a big dose of being vulnerable to kind of make connections in the same way it would have done if, you know, you started a new job and you have to kind of present yourself as a new person who doesn't know things. And that takes a lot of kind of vulnerability to be that. So, you know, to be brave and say like, 
hey looks like we've got kids the same age should we share numbers I mean that is so cringy and I remember the times that I've done that but it's it's really paid dividends because you know I now have those people in my in my circle in my connection yeah and just finding people that you can be as close to your self with Brené Brown do you, have you heard of her yeah of course she's a pretty of a wonder <laughs> woman she talks about the difference between sort of fitting in and belonging and fitting mm-hmm. in being you know adjusting yourself to kind of fit in and I suppose in parenthood that could look like I don't know new mums talk so much about sleep it could be like oh they only slept for this much or he's eating carrot puree or you know these sorts of fitting in type conversations versus belonging which is this finding connections where you just feel like okay somebody really gets me and I don't have to like you know you can turn up in all of your messiness all of your emotional messiness and feel that somebody can meet you there and yeah those people you know they're not everywhere but they're they're there to meet and have connection with and feel like yeah I belong in this and going back to that vulnerability again it does take vulnerability to say like yeah I'm finding this this particularly hard or you know this is a challenge that we've been facing or oh my gosh I'm so tired and I really need you to come over and help me with bath time you know being vulnerable and saying what you need can kind of fuel fuel connection and fuel a sense of belonging wherever that is in the world yeah this belonging was also battle that uh, I was having with myself when moving here and then the realization also that I am no longer as a present part in my previous village from home Mm -hmm. and now I'm like not a member of this physically anymore and sometimes I felt a little jealous, like, oh, I'm not included in this anymore. I'm not part of the conversation anymore, or I'm not part of the decision making here anymore, or even part of the comfort because I was just not there. Mm-hmm. But then building this new village here, and then at, at one point they could interact simultane- simultaneously. So I was still, I am still a big part of my community back home. And now I'm a big part of the community here, which is also my new home. And this dissonance of these two villages, bringing them, like merging them into this third new reality that I have now with my past, my present, my future now, yeah, with the present here and the present people here. And also this, what you said about the intimacy or like being so intimate with people like especially when we were in the in the mom's group in our whatsapp chat i mean we got like straight to the core and we were sending like does this nipple look normal to you <laughs> <laughs> sending these super intimate messages and pictures because we just felt this is the circle where we can share it because we're all sitting in the same boat and we're reassuring ourselves or we're giving ourselves comfort because we're all like if i said up at 3am feeding them and like hey who's up you up and then you get five messages and it just is such a yeah it was such a big comforter for me to know I can I can be so intimate and vulnerable with this group and they will catch me I don't I wasn't even sometimes expecting any help I was just using the room to share and the room to be vulnerable and that was Mm -hmm. such a big support in those early stages of motherhood and is even now a big factor that I've out of this group of like you said if we had 15 people in the beginning and now we're I think I've boiled it down to four people that I'm still in close contact with but we have such a strong bond because we've shared these deep connections and these deep vulnerable and intimate moments with each other and it also takes a big dose of 
flirting with different kinds of groups and connections yes. as well. Yeah, Just yeah. thinking back to my NCT group that I did when I was pregnant with my first in in London, and I didn't really feel a lot of connection with those mm. those women. But then I did find connections further on down the line at like a baby singing nonsense group, and yeah, I'm feeling okay to know it's the same as making friendships at any other point in your life. Sometimes that comes for the reason, you know, you're both in, you're all in the same workplace and you go out for drinks and you connect by that. And that can be a big fuel in motherhood of just kind of, okay, we're in the same place, let's be friends. And sometimes it needs something more than that, or mm -hmm. it needs kind of a deeper kind of connection or, or more things in common to feel okay with. So to be kind of gentle to yourself, like if you don't make friendships in one forum there'll be something else that will work for you or it might be that you know you're perhaps somebody that needs you know just to see another another parent once a week or less than that to feel kind of like you've got your village whatever that looks like it's not necessarily constant communication mm -hmm. and yeah one thing i would then like to put to you so for example like i had my little baby in covid times not a little baby anymore she keeps telling me one thing for me is it's an exhausting experience. That's the truth. It's a very mm -hmm. exhausting experience, especially in the first like year when you're so tired. And we've all seen those memes where this is how I look when I'm tired and you still leave the house, even though you don't look like anything you would ever let yourself go out the house looking like prior to pregnancy. But you are so tired. It's just the fact that having to actually invest in a friendship, having to actually put yourself out there takes so much strength, takes so much effort. And mm -hmm. the reality is sometimes we don't have that. We don't have that capacity. Like we are literally empty, empty of milk in our breasts, empty of like brain capacity, empty of like food from our belly. Like just we have nothing left to give. Mm -hmm. That's the core moment when we actually need people. And the thing is, how can we bring ourselves out of that to kind of be like, how do we either figure out a way to kind of like, look, if you feel this really bad, like, just do this or like you know is there something that you're thinking like okay even if you feel at your worst or whatever there is still a place you can still go to or there's you know there's a something you can still do for yourself yeah the first thing that's come into my mind is how crucial connection is like last episode we spoke about your basic needs of food and eating and connection is one of those like really it's a human need especially when we're feeling low to be able to reach out to whoever that is and for somebody to meet you there and to be like yeah I felt that way before or I'm sorry or let's go and get a cup of tea you know to be able to connect in that loneliness so that yeah it's really hard to think at that particular moment that you need to go out and make new friends and it might not be about making new friends but it might just be smiling at another person whilst you're also walking along with a buggy and thinking like yeah I'm not alone in this or you know I remember doing you know middle of the night feeds with with my baby when she was a baby and just being like there are other people awake in the world like I know it I know there's people you know literally in Australia awake or you know there's people down the road feeding their babies as well and feeling like okay we're all humans we're connected and that might not necessarily perk you back up, but it's it will give you some kind of 
strength to maybe the next day think, okay, what, where can I go and what can I do with my baby to, to make herself feel better? Yeah. And I think also finding whoever your friendships and connections are, whoever your village is, people that you can turn up and be in all of your messiness. And that might be literally looking like you've been pulled through the hedge backwards or actually just in all your sort of emotional <laughs> messiness and being somebody who's, yeah, a human first and working out motherhood as you go along and having people that are okay with that and that are that way themselves I remember like a brilliant moment when my daughter was maybe six months old or so and there was this woman that I had seen consistently and her baby was always in white you know like real lovely cashmere she always looked perfect she'd yeah she was just to me like oh this mom has got it and kind of thing and just keep seeing each other and then saying like hey you've got baby similar age you know those connections building and her and I just having this moment of vulnerability of being like yeah my baby doesn't sleep well either and yeah I was up every 45 minutes in the night and fuck this is really hard and just feeling like I had put her someplace she didn't exist to me she was the makeup wearing white cashmere baby thing and she was like nope I haven't got this putting makeup on for her was like her way of finding some semblance of control and I as soon as we had that moment of vulnerability I was like yeah you're my friend (laughs) we can do this we can we can be connected and yeah I think just finding finding moments like that and realizing that everybody's going to have their own version of hard and it might not look the same to you and you might find different ways of managing that hardness as you go along yeah it's it's one of those things that and it's a horrible thing. It's the judgment that we all have, judging a book by its cover, as it were. Mm, yeah. And um, yeah, that's. I think that's something that we all try to say. Oh, we're not going to judge. We're not going to judge. But at the end of the day, it's a natural thing that it's a you know a basic instinct, I guess, of humankind that you have to judge to kind of say, am I safe or not? Mm. And that's the core. And then from there, we're developing onto, are you my kind of people or not? Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of hard to do it when you're in such a multicultural space of a lot of people and you know people bring in their personalities and you know their vivaciousness and you never know like as you say this woman who's got makeup and that's her way of dealing with things and then your way of dealing with things is so much different so I uh yeah I definitely see myself in that that I always look to moms when I'm passing them by and you know give them the nod of all right how are you kind of thing but you're kind of passing by going I wonder what they are going through Mm. or like are we the same you know yeah I just make a basic assumption that someone's having a hard day in whatever (laughs) way that if you've got children (laughs) it'll be part of your day which was which was hard and maybe that's the whole day that's actually how I've turned it into is I automatically go you know you're doing great job like in my head when I see people doing it I'm like good for you you're doing a great job like keep going like if they've got one two or three kids it's one of those things that I automatically go into a positive reflection to be like you know just keep going you can do this and I I, sometimes I see the same woman walking around the same area as me and she just looks like this has been for three years she's still walking around the same area and it's like I know it's hard in you like and I I, in some ways I want to go you're not alone in Mm. some ways I want to reach out and be like hey but at the same time I also know I don't have that capacity because I've been doing so much other different things in my life and it's a case of I feel sometimes like oh I want to take care of you and you're not alone but at the same time I'm like I don't have the capacity to be that person's fallback as it were if you know what I mean because it means I so sometimes that you're not you're not alone just looks like a wave or a smile or a recognition doesn't it that's yeah yeah and I think this is also such a crucial part of this parenthood and motherhood village these random strangers put them in quotations that pass through your life or your your daily life and 
But these little moments can mean so much. And I've really started since I've heard this from someone else who did it. She was seeing a mom struggling with her two kids and like the mom was sweating and it was like a total mess. And she was just trying to hold it together. And then this woman came to her and said, you're doing a good job. It's all right. And she just like, just looked at her and this sentence just meant so much to her. So now I've really started doing this. When I see someone struggle, I've had this at the playground. The kid was like going bananas. The mom was not having it. And she was just having such a hard time. And I just went over and I said, man, this is fucking hard, right? Like this is mm. hard to deal with. And she said, yes, it's so hard. But we had this 30 seconds of interaction, but this connection of I see you and you are doing a good job and it's okay that it's hard and it's okay that you're not feeling great. And, but I see you, you're seen. And that just meant so much to her. And also to me having the courage to not just think this in my head, oh man, this is really hard. She's having a hard time, but actually going to her and telling her. And then it was such a reward for both of us because it was a reward for me showing, yes, it is good that I'm overstepping like my fear of, oh, can I tell this to this random stranger that I will probably never see again? And for her hearing this from a random stranger that she will probably never see again and have this brief moment of we see each other and it's okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. life-saving sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Be like, yeah, I feel seen. can give you the momentum to carry on and yeah. do the hard some more. That was actually something myself and Marin discussed previously about this episode was I heard the saying I can't remember the name of it but it's kind of like it goes something like people come into your life for reasons seasons and years or something like that or a lifetime mm, yeah and uh, this is exactly it is like just that minute interaction or like we were saying we had a big whatsapp group when we were all about to give birth and there was 15 of us and we were in that period in the trenches for maybe six month periods like the really deep trenches and then there were other people who are lasting longer and it's just one of the things was it's okay that sometimes people are only there for a certain period and it's okay if you're not finding that connection as well that you don't need to keep investing in that person if you're kind of really kind of like well we're going in different directions here you know either you move into a different country or you know you've moved out of the city or whatever it is but it's just a case of how can you tell when is there a way you can tell people to be like it's okay that it's a case of hey know that you're not going to be connected with this person for the rest of your life you're not going to be as close as you are right now in this moment mm. but like is there a way that you can explain well i think idea? that that season thing there's this is the season of babyhood or pregnancy or the season of young families or the season when you live in amsterdam or whatever and yeah there'll be people there that you are helping you get through it and they might not be your lifelong friends and it's really okay and i've totally changed my attitude to that as well because you know i'm somebody who's still friends with school friends and stuff so i i like really wanted friendships and it's I feel like having connections is more helpful. Mm -hmm. Like there's people who I feel, yeah, really connected to like friends. And there's some people who are like, yeah, we will have a lovely chat at the playground. And that is enough. We don't have to go any more than that. And that's helped with that hour at the playground. <laughs> and I think, I think just kind of being kind to yourself about that. Like, it's okay. You don't have to find your best mates. You're finding people who are in your village, helping you do the best that you can do and get through it. I think this ties back to the the very beginning of the episode where we said we or I had this picture in my head, the village, you need to be related to the people, they need to be your closest family members, they need to be very attached to you and long years of friendships and relationships. But now it's different. Now it is the connections. 
and mm. then some grow into relationships, but some are this little butterfly that just pass through your day, give you a little smile, give you a little ease for 30 seconds or the hour on the playground can be so long and so freaking lonely. So if you have one hour of a nice chat, then that's great. And then, then this person was someone passing through your village and helping you raise mm. this child for this hour, a little more patient, a little more relaxed. And then that's, isn't that great? And isn't that what we should thrive for this how can I make my life in this situation a little more easier, a little more relaxed and give me a little more patience? And if this is the one hour chat with the random stranger I'm having on the playground, then that's enough for me, I guess. And then this, and then they are a part of my village for that day or that hour. Yeah. And that it's not, yeah, this elusive village that we started talking about is not something more than what it, what it is with, you know, these, these connections, these yeah. passing connections yeah. or, or deeper connections. It's, it's not five friends that text everybody text each other every day and go out on the weekends or blah, blah, blah. you know it is it, maybe that does look like that and that that would be equally nice but yeah can we find a different way to say the village is there another word we can say because honestly like the village the village it's everywhere people are using those stupid instagram things of like oh you know people tell me about the village you know i'm meant to call it or whatever is there another way we can say it because i'm like it's not a village because it's technology it's random moments that we're meeting in playgrounds it's you know community centers or whatsapp groups or whatever is there another way we can put this? Because it really frustrates me that we've used this term and some people, like I did, technically grabbed onto it and went, oh, this is what a village is, so therefore this is what I expect. Mm-hmm. And now, years down the line, I'm like, oh, it could be a playground hour. It, it could be a commons at a shopping centre, like when my daughter's having a tantrum or whatever it could be, or you know, whatever it might be. Is there another way we can phrase this and then instead? Is there another word you can magically come up with? No, no pressure or anything. Yeah, no, no pressure. Marketing is not my background. On the spot. Because <laughs> I do, I, I have to say, I think village works. I think it does. I think it, the if you think about a village, small people's houses, there's lots yeah. different things going on within the houses. There'll be a pub, there'll be a bakery, there'll be these moments where it's school, where you have connections, where you meet other people, there'll be services that you're paying for, there'll be you know, above the village, the internet that you're having connections with. I think everybody is there for their, yeah, there to help you raise yourself as a parent and help you raise your child in whatever individual way that looks like. Okay. But if you come up with with anything, (laughs) that's also fun. I honestly, no, but the way you're explaining it now is if you take like a, like a bird's eye view of an actual village. So you're actually looking at it as an entirety instead of where I would have been looking at it from inside the village. Mm. where who can I physically touch and these are my closest people Mm. so yeah that makes a that makes it a lot more digestible for me than (laughs) if you think about it the way you're putting it the pub is always a good one I think so (laughs) okay well I mean yeah we've discussed we've touched the the village topic now we've we've realized we need to take it from a different perspective I guess we need to appreciate it when it comes in a comment from a stranger or a playground discussion or if it comes in from three o'clock whatsapp calls or dinners or drinks with friends that they you know they're going to blossom as we said for reasons and seasons and years i think hopefully this is going to help some people out there who are kind of touching in on this kind of trying to figure out what it is what can i expect am i wrong am i doing it wrong you know but from last week's uh, mama social event i mean they're always sold out this is month after month they're always sold out because these women are wanting connections and they're coming with very young babies to toddlers and like you know i myself was going without my child 
but we're all out there. We're all looking for connections. So I think maybe, maybe we just reach out to the next person we see. Maybe we do make that comment to someone we're passing by. Maybe yeah. that's what we're going to have to do for each other now. Anyone who's listening, you know, just take that one shot. You know, you've listened to this podcast. Now, when you're out walking and you see a person, just go, go hey, damn parenting, eh? <laughs> just uh, keep walking <laughs> past. Yeah, it's like drop the line, like just this comment. And maybe this can be an exercise for the listeners out there for until the next episode. Can we make it a habit of every day we can find one person or one parent that we can just say, I see you or have a good day or you're doing good. Like this one sentence that takes five seconds, but might like carry such a long way for the other person and really can change their, maybe not their day, but this five second encounter and just make it a nice one within their day. And I guess this could be a good exercise for all of us. We see yeah. you out there. We see yeah, a you. Warm, a warm smile can go exactly. a long, long way. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank okay. you so much. That was super insightful. It was such a lovely chat and also hearing all the different yeah perceptions of the village and what it means to even you've heard that it means something different or it meant something different for Eva and me and I'm sure there's lots of other perceptions of your own village out there for everyone who's listening and that was a super lovely chat I, I've taken away so many good yeah sparks that I can carry on now for the next week and yeah it was always lovely chatting with you Naomi and we hope to have you back soon yeah thank you See you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, I tried to get a new phrase out of Naomi, but obviously we're going to stick with village. So there has been your episode with Dr. Naomi, our resident psychologist. A few good learnings, I think. Yeah. And one thing that was really stood out to me was this whole point of really be open to what the village can look like and be open to all the options because like we discussed in the episode, sometimes you have this expectation of this is how it should look like. And then you're only focusing on on this picture that you already have in your head of this is, how, this is how I have to recreate it. And then you miss out on these opportunities. Like we said, who is part of the literal village? Like person at the coffee stand, the mom sitting next to you in the sand pit, like these little interactions that help shape the village in forms that we might not even think of when we sit down and someone says, define the village or in your head. And that was really one learning that I took away going into situations and going into my daily life with this open perspective and with this open view of, is there anyone that I can connect for this? Like we said, one or two seconds, every little drip into this connection cup is filling it up and if, as long as your cup is full you can yeah enjoy this fullness of the connections and you can carry this feeling into your relationships into your parenting and all these situations where that you can yeah use this as a source of energy and as a positive affirmation in your daily life so i think that was really the biggest learning that i took away from this interview be open to the little little moments and the little moments of connection and the little moments of support because sometimes a smile like I remember this so clearly my child was having a massive tantrum in the middle of the street totally crazy like it was so busy and I could not get her or me under control and I just saw someone just smiling at me and that was this little little burst of energy where I was like okay I got this and it's really these split seconds, a smile that can carry you a long, long way. With that, 
smile to a stranger, reach out to the person next to you in the sand pit. I know it's awkward. And we had this conversation with Gemma, remember? It's very awkward. In the interview, you know, she said, awkward is it? And I know it is so freaking awkward. But always remember, this is going to fill up your cup. This is going to fill up your energy and this is going to fill up your reserve when you need it in times when it's tough, when you're lonely, when you're stressed and when you don't have energy to to fill up this connection cup. Yeah. And the other thing for me was I think I just had pure blinkers on and I really was so rigid on what a village was actually meant to mean. Mm -hmm. And then when she's like, yeah, your childcare could be part of your village and it was like I don't have one like oh I'm like these are all options I never thought of and at the end yeah. of the day we have to take care of ourselves and to take care of ourselves sometimes means you know stepping outside the box of what you think oh this is what a good mom should be I should be a stay-at-home I should take care of my child you know this is what makes you know it's, it's not for everyone you know everyone yeah. has different needs and we really need to start attuning and listening to ourselves to go how can I you know, find peace within myself and how can I reinvigorate myself and feel, yeah, able, you know, and my, my, yeah. and how do I feel like me as well? You know, how do I go back to finding myself, my identity, my persona, my, who I am? And that could be in many different ways. And so, yeah, that was a good learning for me as well that I'm going to be exploring, I guess, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so blissful. Every time after an episode with Naomi, I feel like I have a private therapy session. <laughs> I always feel like I have these learnings and you're like oh yes okay now i can take this into my daily life and now oh this is i can how i can translate all this what i just heard and integrate it and yeah i always just feel very calm and collected after an interview with naomi so i'm so so happy that we have her on and i hope this is also a big resource for you and a big resource of knowledge what she brings to the table i mean you're getting useful. free therapy basically <laughs> on a podcast, exactly so yeah but to keep this going now we, we we slide into the advertisement part to keep this going as always please make sure you subscribe to us on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from and give us a five-star review because that really helps us getting seen and also on Spotify, there's the comment section now if you want to engage with us through for the individual episodes. This is also an option. And of course, like, share. I've, I'm saying this again because you have to say how many times? Seven times until something really hits your brain. So I'm going to say it again. Please subscribe and support us. Share these episodes with whoever you think should be listening to this. And yeah, we're happy to hear from you. And as always, hear you on the next episode. And... That's it for now. Bye. Bye.